All right, let's talk to the man who holds more than a few franchise marks, including the all-time Blue Jays leader in home runs. It is Carlos Delgado. How's it going, Carlos? Ben, I'm doing great. How are you today? Thanks for having me, and uh, hi to everybody listening. Yeah, thanks for doing this, man. I, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time today. You know, I was going back and looking at some of uh, the great highlights throughout your career, including the four-homer uh, game. Uh, your four-homer game, you're one of 18 men to ever hit four homers in a game. And, you know, Jose Bautista gets credit for, like, pioneering the bat flip. You were kind of ahead of your time, man. That was an incredible bat flip on homer number four. Uh, that, that, was a, that was a really fun day. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to create a bat flip. I wasn't trying to show anybody up. It's just, like, full emotion, full passion. I mean, it was, I always remember that day. It was one of those days where things were going, you know, things were going my way. Everything that I hit seemed to go out of the ballpark. I guess, you know, after you hit four home runs, you can do a bat flip if you want to. You deserve it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, oh, man, you absolutely did deserve it, especially where you hit that Thank home run you. number four, which was over Windows Restaurant at the time. Um, not that that Rogers Center was a difficult place to hit home run. Always home runs always kind of mm. played neutral, if not more to the 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 hitter's side of the ledger. But um, the fences yeah. are coming in a little bit, especially in right field this year, Carlos. I don't know if you've I seen. Heard. Yeah, what, what what would you be thinking about stepping into uh, the batter's box at Rogers Center with the right field fence in sixteen feet? If I if I if I was a if I was a hitter playing at the, at the Rogers Center, I would be happy. But having said that. I will always remember that, like, you went to the smaller ballparks and you got in trouble because you say, oh, the fence is so close, I can hit a home run anytime I want. And then you become, you, you, you start getting in trouble because you're trying to do too much or you're chasing out of the sun looking for home runs instead of having quality at bat. So, I mean, it will definitely uh, benefit uh, hitters. I, I haven't seen the whole layout. I, I heard about it. Uh, good, for, good for hitters, tough for pitches. You know, it goes both ways. But as a hitter, you know, those guys are so big and strong. I don't think they need any help. So uh, I will preach more than anything quality at bats. You know, not, don't, try to, don't try to go for the home runs all the time. Just good at bats and good things will happen. So your first ever opening day was your third career uh, game. You got in a couple of, uh, of late season games in the, in the 93 season. You opened up 1994, though, in your first game with your first career home run, do you remember your first opening day and getting off the schneid so quickly? I would, I would, I will always remember, and I share, I will share that moment for the rest of my life. Something about spring training, you know, all the emotion, and for some reason, those uniforms look whiter on that day. Uh, I guess that's what you play for, you know. You work out during the off season. Uh, you go to spring training. You work out for six weeks, trying to get in shape. And then you still get butterflies on your stomach, you know, on on opening day. And I think that's the beauty. That's the beauty of the game. If you have the the the, the passion for for the game, you, you have that motivation. You know, you want to get the season on the uh, on their way. And obviously, you want to uh, hit the track running. So, I mean, something special about opening day. Obviously, uh, you can't have that kind of emotion for 162 days. Otherwise, you will go. You will drain. You will go crazy. But, you know, I, I will always say, you know, I'm going to enjoy opening day. I think this is good. Uh, this is another season, you know, another uh, another spring training. You know, you just have to celebrate the small victories. I don't know if it's still the case because things have changed so much in, in Major League Baseball. But the old adage used to be, and part of it was the weather, but like early in the season that the pitchers were ahead 
of the hitters. Did you feel that? Was that was it? Did it take a while for you to to really get your timing? You know, every every year was different. There were there were there were years where I had good starts. There were years where I, where I was a little slow. I mean, I was uh, I consider myself uh, lucky because most of the time we were indoors, whether at the Sky Dome or when they changed the name of Rogers Center. So it, it was nice, you know, at least half of the game, you didn't have to really deal with the weather. You didn't feel like that was a, that, that, that was a factor. Obviously, when you go to spring training, you want to work on your craft. You want to work on your timing. You want to make sure that your timing, in, your timing is ready. But it's so hard to predict, you know. You know, uh, some years you just feel like you're locked in. And then some some years you feel like you know it, it took you a couple of weeks. So you know every everybody's different. You know once again, you know as a player when you feel good, you know when you don't feel good, and you know when it's time to start making adjustments. You know, and sometimes you just less is more. To, you know, try not to do too much. Have quality at bats until you get that timing down, and then you just keep on going. When, when you made your your debut. Um, again, it was 93, so this was a team that would eventually go on to win a World Series. You got a World Series ring um, despite only playing a couple of regular season games. But there were, there were some of the, the veterans were, were hanging around, but it wasn't too long before you became the best hitter on a team that was clearly yours. Uh, it, you were the centerpiece of it. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is, is in that situation where he's a young guy. He's, he's really... You know, only just barely starting his major league career in his early twenties, like you were at twenty-five, yeah. becoming the best hitter on a team, and and there's been some indication that maybe you know he's trying to do too much early in his career. Did you ever sense that? I think we all have. I mean, at some point, we you know we we want to get better as a player. You know, if you ask around, pretty much everybody will try to tell you, you know what, I want to be better than last year. I want to hit more home runs, or I want to drive some, you know, more runs than the year before. And, and there's a fine line between always continue to push yourself to be better and try to, try to keep it under control where you, where you can control your emotions and you can, uh, and you can have good at bats and you, you let your talent and your ability really blossom. You know, in, in Vladdy's case, I, I know I read an article with, where he was saying that, you know, uh, last year he was trying to top 2002, you know, 2021. I say, mm. well, there's nothing wrong with 2021. That was a phenomenal year. So sometimes we have to kind of, you know, especially younger players, you have to take it with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? If you're doing good, if you accomplish what you're trying to accomplish, obviously uh, you, you continue to do that. Obviously you work on the minor details of your game to try to improve. You just don't want to get ahead of yourself to the point where you cannot control your emotions, and then you become anxious, and then you're chasing balls out of the zone, you're swinging where you shouldn't be swinging, and then you get in trouble. And then you start thinking, I say, what am I doing? Am I doing too much? I'm not doing enough. And next thing you know, you kind of snowball from there, and that's the last thing you want as a, as a, as a young player. Yeah, I think the walk thing is is interesting, or or the the yeah the the laying off pitches that you can't hit really really hard, mm-hmm. being a little bit more selective. Is that something that that comes with time? We saw it in twenty twenty one when he had that incredible season. He took a ton of walks, and and maybe that was just you know eventually pitchers said I, I I'm sick of giving up home runs to this guy. Like what comes first, <laughs> being super selective or or hitting a bunch of home runs and pitchers becoming afraid of you? Uh, I think it's a little. It's, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, as hitters, we all have our, our essence. You know what I mean. You just and as an, an aggressive hitter, you 
can't ask him not to be aggressive. You know what I mean? And sometimes I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of cautious with the word selective because it kind of give you a little uh, defensive mode. You want to be aggressive within the strike zone, you know. And then at certain counts, you're aggressive within an area within the strike zone. Mm. So I try to think 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 about it kind of the reverse way instead of I'm not going to swing until I get a strike. That's, I don't like that. I'm swinging until it's a ball. It's a different, it's a different, uh, pretty much the same thing, but it's different way in, in how to work in, in your head. So, you know, a guy like, like Blatty, he's going to have to take his walks, but you want him to be aggressive. You know what I mean? And, you know, same with, with Springer, you know, he, he, you want him to be aggressive. That's where he's at his best. So you want him to be aggressive within his power zone where he can do damage. You know what I mean? If he's not there, take it. And I tell you, those guys start taking a couple of walks here and there because they're not pitching to them. The opposition is going to be in trouble because yeah. you don't want to face that. You don't want to face that lineup with guys in scoring position. Uh, I want to talk about your countryman, Jose Barrios, who's, who's been a, a great, great pitcher throughout his career and then had a, a bit of a step back last, uh, last season. Um, Played for Team Puerto Rico in, in in the World Baseball Classic, as as well. I don't I don't know if you know him. Uh, I imagine you were watching the World Baseball Classic and, uh, and yeah, and your team. And obviously, you've been a part of that coaching staff before. But um, when you look at a guy that has a, a track record like him and has one outlier season and is not like age wise should not be in the the decline phase of his career. Can can you can that just happen where you just have a weird season where everything goes wrong and you can get it back on track immediately after? Of course. Of course you can. Especially uh, a guy like him that works as hard as he does work. Um, and if he's, not, if, he's not, if he's not injured, I mean, obviously you want him to do good. And, and, you, and people will be paying attention. But I would not be overly concerned uh, because, you know, the stuff there, maybe he just have, had an off season. Maybe mechanically he was just a little bit off. Maybe his sinker was running too much. Maybe he was getting underneath the ball a little too much. Something that he did realize towards the end of the last year, and maybe he went to sprint training and work on it. Um, and, and, you know, and, and with that coaching staff, there are going to be people there that are going to be watching and pulling for him. And want him to uh, want him to uh, to to do well. And once again, the last thing you want to do is just like start wondering and doubting yourself because I don't think it's the case. Like you said, he's young, he's strong, he works hard, uh, he's not hurt. So let let your ability take over. Don't be afraid of contact. You know, be aggressive, and good things are gonna ha- are gonna happen. So I mentioned you, you've been a coach on that uh, team Puerto Rico team before. Um, and, and not the, their best world baseball classic ever, but um, obviously there's a ton of talent coming out of that country. And that tournament really felt like it took off this year, Carlos. Um, it's it's one that I've enjoyed watching throughout the the, the course of its history. But do you feel like this year was kind of like a launching point for that thing, that it's, it's really going to start to be something people look forward to, something that people reference when they talk about you know, at the end of somebody's career, talking about their, their greatest <clears throat> achievements and maybe including some of their moments in the world baseball classic? Uh, I, I I think so. I mean, uh, I've been a part of the WBC for, for four years. First two as a player, uh, thir- uh, 2013 and 2017 as a hitting coach. This year, I, I wasn't a part of it, but I did fly to Miami to watch it. And the energy and the quality of the players is, is, is unbelievable. 
And then now what happens is you start that the testimonials are coming in. You 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 hear guys like Mike Trout, like Trey Turner, uh, like uh, Turner. Uh, no, uh, I'm drawing a blank right here. Uh, I'll get, uh, shortstop from Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, that's Trey, Trey Turner. Turner. Yep, Trey Turner. Yeah, you know, coming out and say well, this is some of the best experiences that I have. The the energy at the ballpark is great. I mean, the work gets out. I, it's it's important for us, you know. When you compare Puerto Rico to the United States, we got three million people. The United States got three hundred fifty million people. So is is it important? Because you know, baseball is in our blood. It's in our tradition. People love it. People follow it. You know, same with you know uh, Dominican and, and and Venezuela and obviously obviously Japan. It, it's important. And now, and everybody wants to win. You know, and the way you win is with a better team. And and the recruiting already started. So I think. Uh, in, in four years, it's going to be a great tournament. The commissioner came out right after the tournament and already from the get-go said that it's that is a that is a that is a go. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be even more fun in uh, in four years. Uh, it's going to be fun this summer when Jose Bautista's name gets uh, lifted up to the level of excellence next to yours, which is already up there. Um, I mean, what, can you can you go Good back? Him. Yeah, can you can you go back to the moment that your your name appeared on the level of excellence and and what that meant to you? You know what? That was uh, that was that was uh, that was a great day. That was uh, obviously a great recognition. Uh, he, I always say you don't play for you don't play for the awards, but at the end of your career, when you look back and I say some of the things that you have accomplished, and when you look up and then you get the great players, the Tony Fernandez, the Joe Carter, the Robbie Alomar, the Ciro Gaston. Uh, it's great company. So I'm honored. I'm humble. Uh, I'm happy for, for Jose. Well deserved. You know, he went to Toronto and had a, had a, an unbelievable uh, career. So good, good for him. I'm sure he'll enjoy it like I did back in uh, 2015. So back in uh, in 2015. Um, so you're a guy that we we know is is always working on tr- uh, charitable endeavors. I'm sure you're working on something right now. Is there is there some way? Can you can you tell us a little bit about what you're working on? And, and is there some way for people to to uh, support what what you're working on right now, Carlos? Well, you know that's a that's a big part of that's a big part of my life. I've been involved with a non for profit here in Puerto Rico for the last 22 years. It's called Extra Bases. Just like the extra base said, you know, uh, if you want to go check it out, we, we have presence on the, on our, on the website, extrabases.org. We can, you can follow, you can see us on Instagram. You can see us on Twitter and we'll, you know, we'll post some of the stuff that we do. We, our main goal is just to try to create a better uh, quality of life for, uh, for children. We work with different um, institutions that work with children on an everyday basis, inner city kids. Kids have been abandoned, uh, and there's no secret. The last six, seven years here in Puerto Rico have been kind of hectic. You know, mm. Hurricane Maria, then it was the earthquake, uh, uh, COVID. You know, the last few years, and and Fiona, the the last hurricane that hit us in uh, in twenty in 2022, September 2022. So uh, uh, a lot of the non for profits, and there are many here doing a fantastic work as well. Uh, kind of became disaster relief. So. We have been busy, but you know, once again, I'm I'm blessed. I'm healthy. I have a healthy family. So, if any way I can continue to support and uh, and and help uh, my my country, uh, I'm I'm excited about that. And people can go to uh, extrabases.org. So extra base, 
xraces.org and uh, on Instagram, xraces.pr, Puerto Rico, and uh, on uh, in Twitter as well. Uh, Carlos, uh, thanks for everything you do, and, and, and thanks so much for, for taking the time today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Good talking to you, and it's uh, always nice to catch up, and uh, good luck to the Blue Jays. We'll be watching, and uh, wishing them the best year, and hopefully they can all stay healthy and go out and, and kick butt.